The Dark Feminine is a podcast for women of color entrepreneurs, anyone interested in entrepreneurship, confidence, leadership, business building, or for those of us who just like listening to my voice. And welcome. My name is Kalila Jones, and I am the host of The Dark Feminine, as well as the founder and CEO of Careful Feet Digital, a digital marketing agency based in London, and Dime Digital, a platform that helps small business owners and entrepreneurs find and share their voice online. So today I'm here to talk about an entrepreneur's responsibility during this moment in time. I feel like so much is going on and I am super excited to share this kind of idea I've been kicking around in my mind about how those of us who are business owners are so lucky and that we can take action and really be activists, not just in our personal lives, but also through our businesses. I am really sorry if you are hoping that other people will also be on to join me, uh, but it will just be me today, and hopefully uh, things will be pretty short and sweet, maybe 15 minutes or so of the podcast. So maybe listen to this while you're on like a nice lockdown walk or, um, yeah, if you just need to take a break from like binging Bridgerton or something like that. So on to this idea that I have. I've been kind of just sitting and like wondering if people living through times that in retrospect have been deemed really historically significant and no one can see me, but I'm putting kind of air quotes around historically significant. Obviously that is a very subjective idea, but things like, like the 1330s when the plague wiped out a quarter of Europe, that must've been like crazy and terrifying the Renaissance, just this explosion of ideas and beauty, the world wars. I just wonder if people realized and appreciated the significance of the time that they were living through. And I mean, I guess that's all about perspective. Like I said, that's very subjective. But as a historian, did you know that I have a PhD in history? (laughs) It's a little known fact about me. Um, But I, I probably think about that, about the historical relevance of now more than most people. But between Brexit, the rise of populism and fascism in the West, the rise of these conspiracy religious like movements like QAnon, the rise of China and Russia, or I guess I should say resurgence, uh, COVID-19, climate change, Me Too, Black Lives Matter, and of course the, the attempted coup, the insurrection in the US, my home country, things feel really significant, extremely significant from where I'm sitting right now. And I want to highlight that some of these things are positive, right? So Me Too and Black Lives Matter are bringing much needed and long overdue attention to systemic repression and subjugation that, in my opinion, can really only be remedied by reparations. But (laughs) that's a conversation for another time. But although, you know, it's not that all of these things are bad, um, I do think that a lot of them are challenging and all of them, regardless of whether they're bad or good, need attention. And they don't necessarily need attention in a political sense. I think that we can be activists without being political, but I do think that they deserve more than just a passing thought or a passing comment like, oh, it's just so terrible. 
And so I want to talk about whether entrepreneurs and small business owners have a responsibility to take on this present moment, and if so, how. So I guess we should talk about taking on the present moment and what that even means. For me, it means moving beyond the responses that you would make personally to address an issue or a challenge. For example, I recycle. And although that is a very small thing that I can do, it is something that I do as an individual taking on a little bit of personal responsibility against climate change. So that's an example. Or wearing a mask. I wear a mask because I want to show people that I, you know, take um, their health very, very seriously, just like I take my own health very, very seriously. And I, I kind of look at that as also a sign of respect. Or and this is getting, I suppose, a little bit political, but donating my personal time to causes and political movements that, you know, mean something to me. So I'm a big donator to Planned Parenthood, for example, in in the US. Whether or not that should be considered political, again, is a conversation for another time, but it's an example. So you have all of these kinds of, of examples of things where, you know, entrepreneurs, small business owners, can take action, but that is in the in the personal, in their personal time, with their personal money, in kind of the personal sphere. So this is really me thinking about and challenging how I, as an entrepreneur, can take action in my business. And for me, you know, what got me thinking about this is the fact that my business is my life. It's not only my livelihood. But it's also probably, most likely, the closest thing I'll ever get to having a child. I have given birth to this idea. I have put meat on its proverbial bones. I've built it brick by brick, whatever allegory or um, you know simile that we want to look at this as. This is you know not just about the services that we offer as a company, but the overall brand and really its legacy. These things matter to me. How healthy this is for me emotionally and mentally is a subject of much internal debate and the topic of my Instagram. If you don't follow me, shameless plug, Kalila E. Jones. But anyway, that's the fact of the matter, that I really look at my business as a big part of me, sometimes as even an extension of me. And so it really got me thinking about how I can take some of the actions that I take personally and apply them to my business or how I can take some of the actions that I take personally and extend them into my business, even if it's a little bit different. And I've had this conversation with many other female entrepreneurs, and I know that they feel similarly. And that's why I want to talk about it today. And I do want to note that even for those of you that might not feel galvanized by this particular moment in time, personal action is important and great. But it's not enough when you have other routes at your disposal with which to make a difference. And so this is me saying, even if now is not the time for this for you, for whatever reason, maybe there will be a time in the future. So I think that whether you feel like, oh, yes, this is such an important moment now to really take what's being discussed and think about it and apply it, or maybe if it's not, maybe it's something you can apply at a a later time. Because I think that we as business owners are so lucky, really, to have this opportunity. 
we're so lucky to be able to not only advocate and take action in our personal lives, but to have this other whole canvas, this other whole blueprint, this other whole area of our lives where we can make a difference. And that's not saying that people who don't have their own businesses, don't have their own side hustles, can't make a difference. In my first full-time job, I actually ran the combined federal campaign for our office, meaning that I was the one who was basically um, creating the charitable event that was going on and getting people to take part. So there are lots of things that we can do through other things besides our personal lives. But I do think that when you own your own business, it's really cool because you're making this big impact, not just on a personal level or not just for your fellow employees, but from the position of being a leader, from the position of, you know, really inspiring people to follow your example. So now that we've kind of covered off, you know, why we might want to do this and what taking action kind of means, now we can kind of have the discussion of what it is that we can do. And I have three general ideas. The first one is that money talks. I was really so happy to see that companies in the US like Exxon and AT&T were rethinking their support of politicians who failed to certify the Electoral College. Because this is really holding to account people who are acting in a way that is not in alignment with, I mean, the U.S. Constitution, but just more more broadly in alignment with, well, A, the law, but B, just integrity. They're lying and they're just, yeah, acting without, they're acting unethically and without a moral compass. And the reality of the matter is that in the U.S., you need heavy donations to really be a viable candidate for any um, large political position. So the fact that these companies even considered, and I think that uh, I didn't look into it too, too deeply, um, but I do believe that some companies have stopped their contributions. But the fact that even that this was considered is a really good example of how businesses can make a difference. I feel like this is the <laughs> kind of saying that I keep on saying, but you know, it is a topic of conversation, whether it's even appropriate that money should be in politics, but that's not really what I'm talking about here. That's where things can get politicized. What I'm saying is that the fact is that money talks and that this is the way that these companies can make something that's more of an ethical or a moral, um, you know, position. They can make their feelings on that herd. And while most small businesses obviously aren't contributing to causes at the level of these huge corporations that I've mentioned, where we put our money does matter. For example, did you know that Hootsuite, which for those of you that aren't familiar with it, is a social media scheduling platform. Did you know that that's used by ICE, which detains and separates families at the U.S. border? And just because Joe Biden is president does not mean that that policy will be completely reversed. Even through the Obama administration, family separation was still very much happening. So imagine if Hootsuite lost clients because clients just realized, hey, doing that is just not great. That's not part of our values as a company. Or more positively, my company tries to hire uh, and work with other small businesses for things like our anti-racism trainings and team buildings or to send clients gifts. We use really small, really small businesses. Um, 
it's kind of, you know, rather than using Amazon. These are examples of ways that we can take our values as a company and kind of spread that value around. So the first idea is just that money talks and where we put our money really does matter. And as individuals, it really matters. But as businesses, even small businesses, we usually are spending at an amount that's a little bit more than on a personal level. And that can really make a difference. The second is internal values. We already have a whole episode about this, episode two, where I had Carolina Bellwall of After Third come on and talk to me about corporate feminism and about why all of these businesses that say that they really, you know, are these equal opportunity workplaces. Um, sometimes they, you know, are not actually what they seem and why that is. But anyway, having internal values is so important because when you know what you stand for as a company, you're able to actively stand up for the things that you value and respond to the things that you don't. Um, I'll give you an example of how we do that at my company in just a second, but I, I think that this is really important as individuals. I know that a lot of us, myself included, spend a lot of time thinking about what we stand for, who we are, and a lot of our advocacy, a lot of our time, a lot of the responses that we have to things that go on are from that position, right? Oh, this really is in alignment with my integrity, or this really goes against the grain of that. But doing that for your business is not only a great brand building exercise and a great branding tool, but it really does help you figure out what is in alignment with your business and what is out of alignment with your business. It makes making decisions, whether that's who to hire, what partnerships to kind of forge ahead with, what to focus on in your business in terms of strategic priorities. It makes it all so much easier if it's clear, just like it makes it so much easier on a personal level. And then finally, I know that we're all so busy and emotionally and mentally things are crazy, especially right now, but giving back, mentoring, volunteering, donating, or maybe even staying on a client call a little longer to say hi, connecting with people on a personal level, that's you spreading light and love in your little corner of the world. And that's you doing it not from a personal perspective of calling up a friend or creating maybe a connection with a family member, but that's you doing it in a different sense and in a different context that could brighten someone's day. You never know what's going on with someone else. And I think that we tend to silo our personal and our professional lives. And I'm not here to say that that's necessarily a bad approach. But what I am here to say is that if you just think about the ways in which you can affect someone else's life and touch someone else's life, um, and maybe, you know, pierce that professional bubble a little bit, that's, that's always just really, really, I think, welcome and can really can change someone's day. I'm playing around with having little bits of music, intermissions, things like that, adding a tiny bit of branding to this podcast. So let me know if you liked that. I thought it was cool. Anyway, moving on. The last idea I had is all around how we can improve and make change in our industries, which 
really only you can answer how to do that. But as I mentioned earlier, really being clear on internal values is maybe a good place to start with that. And so I'll share my approach with what I've done with Careful Feet Digital. Um, as I said before, we're a digital marketing agency and, and really use that as a case study. So I've been following the news and feeling for a while that while social media and digital, just in general, our digital world can be so amazing. Let's hope I feel that way since I work <laughs> in that industry, in that world. The ability to share stories, it's just so cool how quickly it can move around the world. And I'm really happy, obviously, as an expat to have the ability to connect with friends and family, as well as make new connections without having to be physically present, particularly important during COVID. Um, and I even met somebody who is one of my best friends on a flat share forum like 10 years ago. It's, it's just the digital world can be amazing. But it also has been used to spread disinformation, to incite violence, and to enrich people who have shady morals. I have to say that this whole um, GameStop thing, I'm watching it and the jury is still out on my opinion, but I'm very interested in, in it given, yeah, just the, the use of digital to enrich people um, who probably don't, don't need that money. They're going to use it for <laughs> various things. Um, it really makes me take pause sometimes and think about what I am doing. I'm also really bothered by the power that Facebook, Twitter, and Google have over what messages and voices get heard. So I totally agree that Donald Trump had to go, but the issue for me is still uncomfortable and it still remains around where to draw the line and how to ensure that it doesn't trample someone's, in my opinion, basic human right of free speech. So we have all of this, all these things that go on in my head, all these philo philosophical um, you know, arguments that I have with myself. And through Careful Feet Digital, here's what we've done to respond to these, these issues. So the first is that we've really had to drill down and revert to our core values when it comes to who we work with. So we recognize that there are definitely failings um, with that because Facebook and Google and all of the rest are ways in which we work with clients. We obviously help them with their social media and their paid marketing. So for me to give a full-throated um, real repudiation of these companies is a bit obviously uh, hypocritical. But we can at least discuss and agree internally what kind of companies we want to help amplify and what companies we want to help lift up and what companies that we will use all of the expertise that we have developed amongst all of us to gain traction so that the companies that are getting attention, at least on our time, on our dime, are ones that align with our core values. On that note, we know that being experts in our field, we don't take that lightly. We know that we're experts and we know that people rely on us to do things like make sure that their messages are spread. And so we take that, we take that position not, not lightly. We know that a lot is expected of us. And we also know that because we're experts, we could misuse that, but we don't because we're, we're just ethical and we try and behave as ethically as possible. 
We're also an international team. And one thing that I love about being an international team is that when I am overthinking things, which is all the time, (laughs) or when I am trying to create really anything, the fact that we're so collaborative, people's insights, people's life experiences, people's perspectives, they're just very different because of all of the walks of life that we have represented on the team, all of the places that we're from. And so everything is automatically challenged. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that this panoply of different perspectives really helps enrich these conversations, enrich these decisions that we're making. And it's amazing how being challenged can help really bring things through, bring these ideas to the fore that I probably would not have had and that I think other team members also have told me that they would not have had without outside insights and outside uh, thoughts that aren't in their kind of normal everyday life. And then also we actively stand up for what aligns with our values. So we know what our values are, which makes it very easy to stand up for the things that we believe in. So from working with female and minority-founded businesses as clients, to hiring a diverse team, to holding company events and team briefings where we address our values. We, and and some of those values as an example, we're actively anti-racist, we're open and transparent. We create a positive environment for each person who works with us. And we create an environment in which they can pass on those values. And if those aren't values that they have, at least it's something that's passed through their mind and they know that it's out there, right? So we aren't shy about those values. We don't worry that we're going to offend people or lose money by those values. We really stick to them. We really are clear in them. And with these values, we know that we're going to change the world, even if it's just our little corner of it, even if it's just because we've had a coffee with a client who needs to have a little bit of extra TLC that day, even if it's donating to a cause that we care about. Our little corner of the world, that's the best place that we can start, right? Okay, so I know I've talked a lot, and now I want to hear from you. Do you think that taking on responsibility from your role as a business owner, from a business perspective, is a good idea? Will you, in your business, push this forward? I'd love to hear about it. Please email me. Um, my email address, Kalila Jones at carefulfeed.me on Instagram at Kalila E. Jones, or I'm also now on Clubhouse for those of you who are on it. So in any way that you can get in contact, would love to hear what you think, would love to hear what you're working on. And until next time, excited to meet again. Thanks for listening. And now for the cool outro music.